Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Today we stop by GW Law, a part of George Washington University in Washington, D.C., to speak with a student enrolled there. Anton Dormer represents a new generation of young minds who have been inspired to embark on a journey in support of religious liberty. Our question to Anton is, why? This program is sponsored by Liberty Magazine. Okay, we've got Anton on the line, so let's put some questions to him. Anton, why law, why you, and why George Washington? I think I have to start back with the reason why I came to law school in the first place. Mm -hmm. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, and I had the opportunity to go to Seventh-day Adventist education starting in eighth grade at Oakwood Academy. Uh And then I went to a self-supporting Seventh-day Adventist school called Harvard Hills for just one semester, then back to Oakwood, then to Georgia Cumberland Academy, then back to Oakwood Academy. But something interesting took place when I was at Harvard Hills Academy. They would take us to the seminars of Daniel and Revelation. And these different seminars were just very impactful to me because I've always had this drawing to prophecy. And so getting into college at Oakwood University... I had an awesome professor by the name of Preston Foster, and I took his intrapolitical science class and then his state and local government class. And what he did was take the great controversy and break down how in the last days things will be happening, yes, at a federal level, but will be state and local politics moving the agenda as we understand the Sunday law forward. And for those who may not know what the great controversy is, what is the great controversy? The great controversy is a book by Ellen White where she describes the historical perspective of the growth of the church and what will be happening in the last days. The overarching point, the great controversy, is this war, this battle that is going on between God and Satan. Mm. Knowing that in prophecy, the way things will be ending soon as we see the last days, I said, wow, that is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I remember praying and said, Father, if you give me my education, I'll go wherever you want me to go to do whatever you want me to do. And he led me to D.C. And I think that was just a wonderful opportunity where everything has started to fall in line to understand religious discrimination, the importance of religious liberty, and how that might look in a career. Let me ask you this question, Anton. When you discovered the great controversy and what it entails, and especially in the last days, was your goal to just identify and help people understand the great controversy, or are you trying to slow it down? Are you trying to keep the evil from happening so that we have more time to find more people and bring them to Jesus? I don't think I can slow it down, Hmm. but I think what happens is that when you stand for freedom, when you stand for religious liberty, is that you put people who were unaware on notice. Hmm. So the author, Ellen White, speaks about how there'll be individuals who will be brought before courts, not as if their testimony will win their freedom, but those who hear will now ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Mm, I and I think that's the same thing, is that when you stand as light, 
someone in darkness will ask what they must do, how they must live their life. And I think it's a different way of, you know, like a sit-in movement Yes. when you're standing for religious freedom, okay. because other people now draw attention to the importance of it. So you want to stand as light. How do you identify the light that you want to be? Where do you see yourself in this drama that's, that's taking place in the end time? So I had a really great opportunity to intern at the Church State Council with Alan Reinach, and he does a lot of work on yes. religious liberty, especially religious discrimination, yes. under Title VII in employment. So an individual wants to exercise their right not to work on Saturday, Sabbath, or they want to attend a religious event, or is there something within their sincerely held belief, and their employer will not accommodate that. So it's a failure to accommodate claim. And so being able to work with him uh, while interning, he's been able to be light, been able to be testimony, and to work on, you know, just the depositions or the summary judgment or do the client interviewing. I'll just get a bigger scope yeah. of the work that is needed at this point in time. As you stand as light, what do you want to change? What do you want to happen because you happen to be there? I know you say you want people to, to see the light. You want them to understand what's going on. But are there things other than that you're trying to accomplish through your work and through your career to come? Yes, and I think the main thing out of this particular vehicle that we're using as light is that individuals might be saved. Mm. I think that is the baseline that someone will know Christ and that someone will ask that question, as I've said, what must I do to be saved? You're standing for religious freedom, but at the end of the day, when we understand the prophetic eschatology of how this is supposed to end, that regardless of if we're standing or not, we know the way it's going to end. But we want to be able to bring as many people to Christ to understand that He died to save us, that He's coming again for us, and that He loves us so much. We're talking with Anton Dormer. He is a student at GW Law, a part of George Washington University in Washington, D.C. And Anton, what makes a good law student? Now that you saw the need, now that you see where you can be the light, you can stand as light, what do you bring to the table and what do other people need to have, young people need to have in their lives to bring to the table as well? I think... The best law student is the individual who is focused on what they want, and they're willing to be aggressive and zealous toward that. And an individual who does not let ego get in front of humility so that they cannot learn a new way of thinking. And I think the last thing is having the bandwidth to receive as much information as possible and the tenacity to overcome. Very broad, but those, I think those are several things that an individual can do to be a successful law student. You've identified what a law student needs to be. What should they hope to accomplish? I mean, I know what you want to accomplish. What should they hope to accomplish? How do they know if they've succeeded in doing what they set out to do? I think success is going to be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, someone believes success is being at a top firm, you know, making a lot of money. Another person might believe that being the public defender or the prosecutor is their way of success. I think it's relative to the individual. The way in which I've defined success, especially within pursuing my career, yeah. is that I work in a space that I know that is God's will. Mm -hmm. 
and I, I think that's different for everyone else, is that for me, I think money is important, money is a tool, but I'm not chasing money. I think that real estate is important, having homes and wills, all those things are essential, but for me, making sure that I came to do what the Father has called me to do. And I know that if I never have a million dollars here, that I have a mansion in heaven. If I never have trappings that make what a, a fancy attorney has, a nice car, that if I'm standing in the gap, that someone might be able to exercise their religious freedom, I know that I set out to do what I was called to do. Now, in listening to you speak about your youth and growing up and the schools you attended, you got to admit, Anton, that you kind of grew up in a cocoon. A lot of us did a nice, safe Christian cocoon where we are sheltered from a lot of the stuff out there in the world. Now you're out there in the big, bad world. Do you feel that you were prepared correctly for what you're facing now? Did your Seventh-day Adventist education, your Christian education, prepare you for the wild out there in which you are now living and want to spend your life defending people? I think it did. I think it did. You know, when I look back, I would never want to do any other form of education than Christian education. Because going through... Adventist education has taught me to stand though the heavens fall. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter whatever Adventist university you go to, you will find what you're looking for. So if you want to find the worldly aspect of a Christian institution, you will see that. And I've seen that. However, seeing the distinction between what individuals who maybe live in the Christian space and want to live in the world, there are consequences. And those consequences, I personally did not want to have. And so going to the world where you're seeing individuals where they believe that I have to go to a bar to network. I have to compromise and party to meet and have friends that if I know I have a friend in Christ, and that if I'm walking according to his will, all my opportunities will be there. Every opportunity, every job that I've had, working for the federal government for interning, doing everything that I've done, isn't because... I've had to compromise is because I know, as Jeremiah 29, 11 says, it says, I know the thoughts and plans I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts to prosper you and to give you a hope in the future. And just relying on him, I know that I can navigate the world. And that, yes, it's a cocoon in terms of perspective, but it is not a cocoon in terms of experience. Mm. And so I believe that I've been able to use my experience to lend to the conversation while I'm in class. So it's that attitude. It's that attitude you're talking about. You had the proper attitude because, again, a Christian education or a non-Christian education can go either way. It can go in, into darkness and into light. But your attitude is what kept you in the light and what you believe will keep you in the light moving forward. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is exactly it. Oh, wow. Well, our guest today has been Anton Dormer. He is a student at GW Law, a part of George Washington University in Washington, D.C. And let me give you just 30 seconds to give a little promo now to our young listeners out there, Anton, who are saying, what shall I do with my life? How do you motivate them? In 30 seconds, how do you motivate them to follow that lead like you did and to keep Jesus in the center of that lead? 
the first thing I would tell them is to pick up your Bible and start in, in Genesis and read your Bible from cover to cover. And as you're reading the stories, pray, Father, how can I live a life of purpose, a life that is incongruent to your will? And Father, position me in order to do so. And if you want to live a life that makes the difference and the change, serving Christ is the best way to do it. Wow. There we have the words of wisdom from Anton Dormer, a student at GW Law, part of George Washington University in Washington, D.C. He is pursuing a career in helping people maintain and identify their religious liberties, and I think that's marvelous. Anton, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We appreciate your words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Listener, libertymagazine.org is the website. A lot of resources there for you to enjoy. The magazine provides that as well as other resources at libertymagazine.org. This program was sponsored by Liberty Magazine. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Anton Dormer inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. <music>